Blog Talk Radio. They said you wouldn't make it so far, uh, uh. and ever since they said it, it's been hard. But never mind the night you had to cry, so you had never let me go inside. You were too hard, and you know exactly what you want and need. So believe, and you can never give up. Welcome. You are listening to Get Into It with Tina Conroy, and I am your host on Block Talk Radio. Our phone lines will be open the half part of the show, and that number is 516-387-1936. I'm also going to be multitasking in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com. So if you are signed in to blogtalkradio.com, I will be looking at the chat room as well. Hello, everyone, and good evening. If you are listening on the East Coast, it is August 13th, and I'm very grateful to be here today with you. And looking at a new time, so I am here in prime time, figuring out how that goes for me, so welcome again. I just want to say hello, and again, this is my fourth show. I just recently returned from California for a family vacation, and it was really, truly wonderful. I know the summer months are always those fantastic times for people to get away, and we've been going to California almost every year, and I have to say I am definitely a New York girl, but I love California. I love it. We did a lot of the beaches, and I really feel my spirit just soars there. Very different feeling than in New York, but very good as well. So I'm hoping you're enjoying your summer. Maybe you're on your August vacation as well, so wherever you are, I hope you are enjoying. Well, today my topic is one of my favorite, favorite topics and so passionate about it, tips on developing your intuition. I absolutely love this because I have always found this to be so intriguing and so interesting and I get so many questions about it. So I want to talk a little bit about what intuition is and I know I did talk a little bit about it on the first show. And then talk about that everyone has it, how to develop it, and how to find some tips for it and how to practice. So that, again, comes to developing it and finding some experiences with it. The ability to tap into your spiritual body and use your spiritual senses is to retain information, and that's part of intuition. Intuition is an extrasensory perception, so also called ESP, or knowing of something without any proof. Intuition is like the preschooler, I love this, to psychic ability. Yeah, it's a preschooler to psychic ability. So everybody has intuition on many different forms, and we're going to go through those. And then we're going to go through each one, as many as I can, and tell you a little bit how to develop that and increase that sensitivity to your intuition. But intuition is like the preschooler of psychic ability. So intuition begins... And then psychic ability develops more and more from that. Now, let me give you a little brief history about intuition and psychic ability. 
Throughout history, intuition and psychability in the spirit world was very important. And so important that when I did my research on this, it was so important to so many different populations and so many communities and in the past, in Egypt times, Buddhist times. And one of the things that stood out to me was in the Greeks, in the Greek time. And this example is the oracles. So what I loved about this is that I love to read cards and use cards, so angel cards, different tarot cards, oracle cards. And so I loved learning more about this when I did the research for the show about oracles. And I love the idea of oracles. So this may be something new to you, so I love learning something new. In the oracles in Greece, they date way back to the 8th century. And they were mostly priest or priestess mostly priestess. So they said most of the time in history it was women. And you would form a question or you would have, an, have this question about your life. And before you would come to the oracle, you would fast and you would do all these traditional things to be prepared. And it may t- take many, many weeks for this. And then you would go to the oracle, to the temple, and you would ask your question. And it would be many, many different questions. It could have been questions about Um, where you're going to move or your harvest or so different things like that. And many, many people would not make a decision, a major decision without going to the Oracle. So they would go through this whole process. They would trust the Oracle and they believed of this recurring information. And the Oracle would, in history, as they say, would receive this information from the gods, from spirit. So I was thinking a lot about that. And how the oracles, this oracle that they would go to, and then there would be prediction and there would be guidance. And here we are today, and there's so many different people, I'm included, that use divination tools. And that, again, would be cards, oracle cards. Again, it could be angel cards, tarot cards, different kind of animal cards, animal spirit cards. Also other kind of divination tools, which I'll bring up. And now we can just hit a button. (laughs) How wonderful is that? So we don't have to fast for many days. We don't have to change our diet or, or go to a journey or even a retreat or to a temple. But we can have an app on our phone, on our smartphone. And there it is. We can pick a card. So I know a lot of you that are listening that are interested in this have these apps on their phone or maybe click into someone's website or video chat or vlog or blog. And there you go. There's your oracle. And I love the oracle. I love this whole sense of this oracle, of this whole idea of coming there and asking and spirit. But now, what happened over time? So over time, people became very unaware of their spiritual body and their spiritual self. And so over time, more and more people, we we got, you know, there was less and less of the oracle and the priest and the priestess. And so I believe, as many as I know, spiritual teachers that this is changing. So not only are we always going to somebody else outside of ourselves, we're also asking ourselves. We're starting to create that connection, that that spirit connection, that GPS of the soul, that intuition. And yes, I as well, so asking for guidance. So we use that as a navigational tool. So as we go to the oracles or we choose cards per day or we have a a psychic or guidance counselor that we use, spiritual counselor that we use, that helps us formulate 
our intuition as well. So we're not always just giving up this power to the oracle or to the spiritual counselor or spiritual advisor or intuitive guidance or medium, but we're also using our intuition because everything has free will. So how do we tap into this and how do we create it for ourselves? So intuition is just a part of us as much as our physical body. Yeah, I'm going to, and that's so important to say again, because just as if your kidneys and your heart and your major organs are part of you, intuition is part of you. It is not something just for few people or the select few. This is a sense that we all have. And the more we develop it, the more we know it's there. So you wouldn't ignore the existence of your kidneys or your heart or your major organs, even though you may not have seen them unless you've had an X-ray or MRI, you know they're there and you know they're important, and you know you have to take care of them, and you know that you have to really nurture them. Well, that's the same thing as intuition. We need to nurture it. We need to really allow ourselves and give ourselves this permission to use it for the best quality of our life, to be enhanced. And I truly believe that as we use intuition in every day, every day, it really enhances our life. It brings a quality of life that truly enhances our spiritual body, our connection, and our lifetime. So you wouldn't want to ignore the part of ourselves, and so we wouldn't want to ignore our intuition. So intuition comes in many different ways, and you'll hear it in different ways as well. So you may hear it such as the sixth sense, gut feeling, mother's intuition, and it can also be very, very subtle. It also gets shrugged off a lot. So notice that for yourself. We've all kind of heard these terms of one way or the other, mother's intuition, or the mother just knew that that wasn't right for the baby, the baby had a high fever, the doctor said it was nothing, the mother knew it was more than that, so forth and so on. So that's an example. Gut feeling. Now, gut feeling isn't always in the gut. It may be, because that's almost like our second intuition, where a lot of the intuition is in our upper sixth chakra, and we'll get to that. Sometimes you can feel it in other areas of your body, but the gut feeling is a physical feeling that also goes along with your intuition. And that may be something like this. Let's say you're driving along the road, and you have this uncanny feeling that, your car is unsteady or you feel that maybe your tire is flat, but you continue anyway and you have this strong gut feeling. So one or two things, you go ahead, maybe you do end up having a flat tire and you go, oh, I should have listened. Or you check it out, you see there's a nail in your tire, but you felt that gut feeling. You kind of knew that it wasn't a good idea to get on the road. So these things kind of happen. Now, so many times with this gut feeling, we don't follow it. And so here starts the questioning of how many times have we looked back and said, I knew that I shouldn't have done that. I just knew it. Or I chose this and I knew this path was better for me. One important thing to note, and this is very, very important in learning intuition and developing it, 
is that trial and error is extremely important. So not all about the hits of intuition. So you may hear that, the hits of intuition, the validation of intuition. It's all about the failures as well. Because in the failures of the times that you didn't listen to your intuition, you, you did something and then something happened or it wasn't the best outcome for you, that's where you start to learn. The more, so it's always not going to be that positive like, oh, I listened and there it is, right? So we learn from both ends and that's the trust. The trial and error of it not working is actually going to help you develop it more. So your intuition is meant to be used as guidance in time of need. So that's one way. So in time of need, in time of that you really need some help, your intuition will kick in. Okay? And then again, that could be that gut feeling. Now, a lot of questions that I get, and this is pretty common, is how do you tell the difference between your own thoughts and your intuition? Hmm. So most of the time, these thoughts or hits, so I'm going to call them hits for just a lack of a better term. It's pretty easy to think of for intuition hits. They usually pop into your head. They just pop in kind of randomly. And your regular thoughts normally have a chain, like a chain of thoughts. Intuition feels very random. So I'll give you an example. You know that I'm a Reiki healer. And when my hands are on, on people giving Reiki, sometimes I'll just get a name. And so out of the blue, a name might just pop up. And literally, that's how it is. I'm not thinking of anything. I'm not thinking of any particular anyone. And I'll just get a name. And it just comes across my screen in my head or I hear it. And again, we're going to get to that because that's Claire audience. And I'll hear the name. That's how it comes in. It pops in. So it sounds like a thought or it comes in as a thought. And it can be very, very random. So think about for yourself at the moment. Have you ever had something just pop into your head? Just a random thought, right? And then was it validated? So there's the other part. Was it validated? So when it gets validated, and the more we validate it, the more it strengthens the muscle. So let's talk a little bit about before we even get to validation and some of the tools, I want to talk about the left brain and the right brain because we kind of hear a lot about these two brains that we have, and it's really one brain with two different sides. The left brain is your logical brain, and that's the brain that's all about your decisions, your logical thinking, your good, your bad, your language, how you process things, and how you put things in order such as a recipe or your daily commute routine or drive. Your right side of your brain is your creativity. And this is where intuition is. Your creativity side, it sees the whole and not the part. And intuition resides there. This is the part that gets more developed with spirituality, meditation, yoga, chanting, different kinds of yoga, kundalini, things like that. And so this is just where this is all located in our brain. When we receive messages, they can come as epiphanies, 
They can also come in areas such as like a deep sleep or meditation. Now, interestingly enough, as I was doing my research for the show again, I found out about this whole theory about these power naps. And I thought this was pretty interesting because I'm not a napper. I always said I wish I was a napper because naps are so beneficial and we know that, that it's so healthy. And they were saying how in 20 minutes, only about 20 minutes of a nap, so not too long of a nap, that you have these theta waves. And that's kind of where your epiphanies can come from and your intuitive abilities or you can work something out. So all positive for nappers. So all you nappers out there, you're doing a good thing. So you get to really heighten your intuition. You can always ask yourself a question before you take a nap. Again, they're saying not too long, so you don't want to take a three-hour nap. It's kind of about 20 minutes or so. So before I get into the clairs, there's all different kind of clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and so forth, I want to move into a meditation to open up this area our intuitive abilities and intuition. So if you have a clear quartz crystal and you have time to go get it and and bring it with you or take it with you, um, you can go ahead and and reach for that or take that with you. If you don't, don't worry. Um, You can also listen to the show another time and and you could get a quartz crystal. We're going to concentrate on the sixth chakra. And if you're not sure where that is, it's right between your eyes, your physical eyes, And so if you don't have the quartz crystal, do not worry. This will be fine. You're going to use your fingers. So I'm going to have you seated in a comfortable position with your back nice and straight. And if you have that clear quartz crystal, it's not too big, but palm size, you're going to place that right on your third eye. And then you can just keep it there like that and then place the other hand behind your head as if you're holding something behind you. Now, you could use two quartz crystals, one in front and one in back, but that's fine. If you don't have the clear quartz crystal, no worries. Take one finger or two fingers to your third eye, almost like your peace fingers, and then take two fingers or one finger, whatever you choose, behind that. And now go ahead and close your eyes. As you close your eyes, get real still. Become really aware of the area in the front part of your head, your sixth chakra, wherever, if you have the crystal or your fingers there. We're bringing awareness to this area. Find your breath. Relax your breathing. Soften your face. Now, at the same time, become aware of your fingers in the back of your head. Relax your breathing. Relax your breath. And now, become aware of the whole center of your head. The whole center of your head. Right into your head space. Now, you can continue to leave your fingers there or in your crystal there. If you rather not, you can take your hand or crystal away. I'm going to bless the space and each one of us on this call, listening live or on the recording. Calling upon the divine and spirit guides, archangels, angels, 
to work with us, through us, and in us. We ask for healing, and we ask to open up this area of intuition. We ask to release any fears that are connected to this area, and we ask to see. We ask to open up our intuition to our highest good, And we know it is done in gratitude, in light, in blessings. And so it is. Take another moment with your eyes closed. And then go ahead and open your eyes. If your fingers are still at your head or the crystal, you can just place them away. And open your eyes. So sometimes what happens is that we have a lot of fear of opening this area, the sixth chakra. So we want to just open it up to really give us all the highest good of clear seeing. So that brings me to the clairs. Now, traditionally, there are four clairs. But I have found seven clairs. And one of them is very important to me. So they're not as, I would say, common but very interesting. So the first Claire is clairvoyance. The second Claire is clairaudience. The third Claire is clairsentience. The fourth Claire is claircognance. The fifth Claire is clairtangency. The sixth Claire is clairgustance. And the seventh Claire is clairsent. So the four Claires you may pretty be aware of, And the last three might be something a little new. So let's take us to clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is clear seeing. And so it's exactly what we did when we have our eyes closed and we focused on that part and we focused on the center of our head. So clairvoyance is all about opening up this area. I want to tell you a little bit about it. So in clairvoyance, called clear seeing, it can be common to see outside your eyes, your physical eyes, or in your mind's eye. Now, in your mind's eye is most common, and outside your eye is least common. So I'm going to talk a little bit about in the mind's eye. So in the mind's eye is what most, I should say, most psychics, most spiritual healers, advisors, counselors, see, it just happens to be more common. And it's in your own mind. It's pictures in your own mind. It's similar to recalling a memory, a picture in your mind. Make a daydream or a dream. If you dream and you remember your dreams and they're very vivid and colorful, that's exactly what it's like. So in the mind's eye, It's similar to recalling a memory. However, it hasn't really happened. So as you kind of practice clairvoyance, it's similar to a memory in the future or it may be in the past or even a past life. The outside of your eyes is when people can see visions, apparitions, ghosts outside of their eyes. And that's really common for young children. You may notice that some children have 
their spirit friends or their um, they might feel like they have their their friend and they talk to people and so that's most children do have that ability and it sometimes mostly does fade away now sometimes people have it all their lifetime or it comes and goes and so the most common is in your mind's eye so I'm going to do a little exercise for you and you can listen to me again you can get a pen and paper and write it down so you're going to use and to develop this gift recall a memory and go ahead and close your eyes to do this and as you recall the memory be there with all that you can remember so take yourself to this place and notice the smells the sights, the feelings, the taste, and the touch. And how does it feel? So get yourself a memory that's pretty important to you. So this may be a memory of, say, your firstborn child or your children's birth, a wedding day, a graduation day, something that you've achieved, um, a move, a place that you go to. So you want it to be very strong. Like if you love to go to the beach, then it might be about the beach. If you love California, it might be about California. It may be about your son that was born and you were holding him for the first time. So anything that's really very strong, I want you to go there. Now notice this memory. And again, these are exercises, so it takes time. And notice that it doesn't, notice that your memory feels really solid because your memory is fact. And your memory happened. Okay? That's important. And now, kind of switching the tools a little bit, go ahead and close your eyes. And again, you can just take notes now. Or if you want to do the exercise. Go ahead and close your eyes. And now bring yourself to something in your future, an event, something that you want to bring in. Notice how that feels. Like a memory in your future. And go there. Go to this place. Create it in your mind. Use imagination. Imagination will take you there and meet you there. Intention will meet energy, and energy will meet intention. So as you go through this, notice the smells again, the place, and the feeling. Maybe even the taste. Maybe it's something that you want to taste. And then you'd be doing this experiment a little bit longer, and that's why... I'm just giving you tips. And then you're going to notice that it doesn't feel as solid because it didn't happen, but it feels pretty, pretty real. And that's how you develop more and more of clairvoyance because the more that you develop that future so-called memory, the more you have that ability to create and I know a lot of you spiritual healers out there and energy healers, we go through all of that for a 
manifestation and abundance, which is so wonderful. So that's a little experiment or tip for clairvoyance. Let's move on to clairsentience. So clairsentience is feeling. And this is the most confusing part of intuition, this one, because it's a feeling and we don't know if the feeling is ours or someone else's. A lot of children feel this again. They don't feel right or they get connected to other situations or uncomfortable. And this can also be called an empath. So an empath is somebody that feels a lot. They feel other people's emotions. They feel other people's pain. An empath may be sitting across from somebody and the person across from them may have a pain in their knee and they may feel their knee or they may feel pain in their heart or heartache. So it's very challenging to be an empath or be clairsentient because you feel. So clairsentient intuition is feeling. And the more you recognize this, you can recognize, oh, that's not me. That's not mine. So a lot of times what happens is we don't even know if we're clairsentient. And one other thing to note is that with all these clairs, usually one or two is stronger than the other. So you can have all these abilities, but usually there's one or two that's pretty strong. For me, I don't have too much clairsentience but I have a lot of, say, clairvoyance and clairtangency and uh, clairaudience. So if you're an empath, you wouldn't like crowds. You can tell when someone's lying. You have mood swings, especially around a same person or a particular person, and you know that you were in a pretty good mood and now you're not. And you can, again, like I said, experience someone's pain. So in clairsentient, it is already pretty much developed. And it's one of the hardest intuition because you need it to feel what the other person feels, but you also don't want to take in all their baggage or you want to take in all their energy. And that leads us to another whole topic, which can be about bubbling and protecting yourself. And I'm going to get into that another time, but not on the show. So let's move on to Claire audience. So Claire audience is hearing, clear hearing. Again, this is in your ear or your outer ear. And pretty similar to clairvoyance, in your ear is most common and out of your ear is less common. And again, this is how mediums or psychics can get their information. So in your ear, you would hear messages. You may hear it come in as a thought, like your own voice. It may come in like another voice. You may have ringing in your ears. You may hear a song playing in your head over and over and over. Hopefully it's a good one. And that would be one way of your inner ear, your clairaudient inner ear. Also, when you meditate, You would hear messages. Again, it can come in as your thoughts and your voice or another voice. The outer ear sounds just like it is. It's outside your ear. You may hear your name called very loudly or someone else's name called. 
you may hear someone saying something to you and turn around. So I'll give you an example of this that happened only one time to me in the outer ear. There was a period of time a couple years ago that I was coming into the house, maybe four years ago, and I specifically came in through the downstairs door, through the garage, and I heard very clearly in my outer ear, hey, mom, and I responded out loud to my daughter, hi, Hope, I'm home, and within two seconds, my daughter said, hi, mom, and then I responded, hi, Hope. So it was almost like I was ahead of myself. I always feel like spirit was, I was like, like catching up with myself. I heard it so clearly, it happened. I responded verbally, and then it happened. So I heard it outside of my, outside of my ear. That's really only happened a few times. That's the one I can really remember to tell you. Most of the times for me, I hear it in my ears like the name. I get a lot of names. So I'll hear a name. Or the other day I was working with a client. I heard the song, A Whole New World by Aladdin. And I said to her, I don't know why I'm hearing A Whole New World. And she said, well, that was my husband, my wedding song. We just had a fight. So there you go. So it comes like that. So ways to enhance this would be listening to music, chanting, singing, and chimes. Also singing bowls or those crystal bowls or Tibetan bowls and heightens the sound. And now we're moving to claircognance. And claircognance is knowing. Just know. You just know. You just know. No one told you how or why and you just know. You know if it's a good or bad idea and you know if you shouldn't or should do something. It's pretty strong. So that kind of comes in very strongly, and it's just a knowing ability. And then moving along, I'm getting to things that are a little less common. And this one's called clairtangency. And I have to tell you that this really interests me because I never knew that this was actually an intuition or some part of my intuition. And now I feel normal, even though, I don't know, I'm interesting. So clairtangency is clear touch. So let me tell you a little bit about clairtangency. And this is sort of new for me too. And I didn't know all about this. And now it was like an aha moment for me. Clairtangency, you know that you're affected by clairtangency or you're intuitive in this. If you don't like antiques or antique shops, old houses, old anything, old furniture, jewelry, personal belongings, used furniture, things like that. So I'm going to just tell you a story about this. Ever since I was young, to this day, I can't even be in an antique shop or a store. I would walk in and I would want to be in and want to go in, and I couldn't be there. I would walk around and I would have this icky feeling and this stickiness, and I would not feel good, and I would feel really strange and I wouldn't know why and I kind of walk around and I would smell all these old furniture and all these things and I would have to get out and I remember this happening very very clearly it was a summer vacation we went to Cape Cod and we were walking into an antique shop and I could not be there I, I had to leave I couldn't do it to this day I don't like old houses 
I will never go buy anything from someone's garage sale. <laughs> I don't like antique shops or antique things. I will never go and do um, what do people do with the clothing. And they go and they, they buy or they wear other people's dresses and clothing. I would never do that. And it's not because well, I never knew why. I never knew that this was something. And now I realize that it holds energy of other people. And it's just very uncomfortable for me. So unless I'm actually holding an object, so here's the, here's the flip side. If you want to develop this, so if someone gave you an object, and this is another really good exercise, I'm going to get to it in a minute, then you can kind of develop clairtangency. But if it's something that, that just means that just very heightened for you. Your intuition is very heightened and clear touch. So you start to feel other people's energy. And it may be a way to connect to mediumship or connect to spirit because if you have the item, you might be able to pick up some really great impressions. But that's that one. And then getting to the other two, again, a little bit less common. Claire Augustine's is taste. And that's getting a taste out of the blue. Okay, so it kind of, again, is very rare, but happens. And you just get a taste. You might get a taste of chocolate, or you might get a taste of tobacco. Or you might get a taste of blood. It may not be the best taste. But it happens just like kind of the thought would pop in. You would get the taste. And there's no rhyme and reason to it. You haven't eaten anything or tasted anything, and it pops in. And so this ability can connect with maybe loved ones or, or you know, spirit. Um, I personally have only experienced this in my dreams. I have not experienced this in, in a wake state. So um, this is less common. And then the last one is clairsent. And clairsent is just like it sounds. It's smelling. It's just smelling something. And you would smell it for no rhyme and reason. There's nothing there. And it may be the smell of a beautiful rose or gardenia. It may be perfume or someone's cologne. It may be tobacco smoke or cigarette smoke or matches burning sulfur. And it comes out of the blue. It doesn't, it happens, you're in a room and you smell roses. Or you're in a room and you smell something of something else. Again, for me, this never happened in a wake state, but it's woken me up in a complete dream state. And I've smelled a lot of burning matches or tobacco. And then I wake up and I realize that it's not real. It's spirit world connecting to me. And I have connected to my grandfather with different smells. And I, I kind of now know that that's his, that's his connection to me. So those are my, not mine, but those are the seven clairs. And they're pretty interesting. Um, I want to get to a few tips and a few exercises. So let's do that. I'm checking my time here. Okay, we're doing pretty good on time. Okay. So I'm going to talk to you about a few practices of intuition and these two are with pro with partners so you might want to write them down um, the first one is before you do these two you want to go into a meditation so I'm going to bring you into a meditation now and then 
for the next two exercises, you would know that it would be a similar meditation or centering for that. Okay. So before this practice of intuition, exercise one, go ahead and close your eyes. Relax your body. Relax your breath. Concentrate on your breathing and being relaxed. Notice your hands and your feet are relaxed. And then ask yourself, if your intuition had a color, what would it be? And if your intuition had a sound, what would that be? If your intuition had a symbol, what would that symbol be? If your intuition had a smell, what would that be? If your intuition had a taste, what would that be? And then gently just begin to come back. So this exercise, you can write it down now if you don't have a partner with you. So you would take and ask a partner to have three containers, okay? the same containers. I like to use lunch brown bags, so the, the smaller brown lunch bags, not see-through, and have a pen and paper. And then have your partner put three items in the containers. After you've done this type of meditation and really relax into your intuition, put them in front of you in a straight line from left to right. And now go ahead and close your eyes and kind of really tap back into what would it look like, what would it sound like, smell, taste, and symbol. And now open your eyes and with your pen, look at container one, and you'll do this for the three of them. And then you ask all your questions. And then write down your answers. So the important part would be sounds like this, or I smell a rose, or I taste bubblegum, or I see a symbol of a heart. And so you would write that down. And after you write something for each one, whatever that would be, then you can look at your object. Okay, so it's a little practice. But here's the fun part, which everyone tends to kind of forget about. And I want to give you an example. Let's say in the, I'm using this as an example, let's say in your container there were sunglasses. But you didn't see sunglasses, but maybe you saw the color yellow. Ah, okay, color yellow, sun, sunglasses, there you go. So you don't always, you, this is a whole part of intuition. It can come in many different ways, kind of like we said. So notice that, start to begin to notice with things come in, like the sunglasses. You may say, oh, I didn't think of sunglasses, and you would just kind of write it off. You would just kind of shrug it off. But 
say you were seeing the color yellow, and now you have sunglasses. Well, there you go, sun, sunglasses, okay? So start to kind of find these, these fine tools. I'm going to give you another exercise, and you would do this, again, after a meditation, okay? So, again, it doesn't have to be the meditation that I'm doing. I'm doing it, I know, very quickly, but you want to tap into all the different intuition, your sight, your sound, your taste, your hearing. So, again, with a partner, after you center and meditate, you're going to sit across from your partner this time in a chair with your feet flat on the floor facing each other. And one person is going to be your reader for the sake of this experiment, and the other person is going to be the reader. Now, the reader is going to close his or her eyes, and then using all the clairs, again, you can use all seven or whatever whatever is coming to you, the reader is going to tell the reader about a person so they'll say the person's name and their age. That's all. So say Joe, 49 years old. And then the reading is going to close their eyes, concentrate on this other person. We're going to ask spirit too. Can we connect to their spirit? And only with their name, that they, they don't know this person, and their age, they're going to pick up. What are they picking up? And usually what comes in. So this is where the trust is and this is the practice. So these kind of things have to be practiced over and over and over again. So you may be picking up, if you do this exercise, someone's description. Dark hair, glasses, balding, short, tall. So you may pick up emotional. They're sad. Or they're happy. They're funny. You may be sensing a situation they're in. Wow, they feel trapped. Did they just get divorced? Something like that. And you write all these things down. So these, again, you're experimenting and experiencing, and you're also practicing. So, again, we're strengthening these muscles. Third exercise is personal object. Kind of goes back to claritangency. Jewelry, cell phone, keys, etc. We've kind of all heard of this one. Take an object that you don't know. Somebody gives it to you. Hold it in your hand after you do your centering meditation. And then bring to mind what comes to you. And here you want to connect to your heart center, your energy field, and notice whatever hits, intuitive hits, you get about the object. Where is the object from? What is it? Color. How does it taste? How does it feel? And then anything that you get about it and write it down, which leads me to a very important part of writing things down and using validation. So this is really another couple fun little tips, and these can be done on your own. First of all is to write down in journal your thoughts or things that come in for intention. So let's say you wake up in the morning and you have a thought that you should call Sally on the phone. You would write that down in your journal or other thoughts like that, other intention, other hits that come in. So you would kind of create this little, what I call intuitive journal and you would write down all your thoughts and things that come in for your intuition. 
You also want to use this maybe for your dreams. You can have a separate journal, like a dream journal, or you can have the same one and write down what came in. What kind of dream did you have? Did you have a symbol? How did you feel in the dream? And the more you write it down, the more you're increasing and strengthening the muscle. So let's talk about validation. Validation is very important in intuition because without validation, that's where we all go to that place that we shrug it off. So we're going to work a little bit. I'm going to give you a few tips again. This is more for individual use, just like the journaling of validation. So one tip of your intuition would be to ask open-ended questions. Okay? I'm going to give you some example of open-ended questions. So a few examples of open-ended questions. What is the nature of this situation? You would ask yourself this, and not aloud probably, internally. How will this situation progress? What do I need to know or focus on today? What do I need to know about my relationship? How can I best serve the highest good in this situation? What can I expect from this job, person, or relationship? What is in my highest good today? If I take my intended action, what will be the result? What is the next right action that will begin and keep me progressing on my path? So your questions are not a yes-no answer. They're an open-ended question. And there's a couple ways you can do this. You can sit and ask yourself the question and listen for your answer. You can go to the oracle, oracle cards, tarot cards, angel cards, whatever you want to call them, and you can ask your open question. They work best with you, these divination, divination tools, when you ask an open-ended question. If you ask a question like, will Bob marry me? Really challenging the oracle to answer your question. So open-ended questions allow spirit to come in. Now, let's say you ask your question, and now we want some validation. So, for me, I might ask a question in the morning to strengthen my intuition, intuitive muscle. I'm teaching a yoga class tonight. I wonder how many people will be in my class. And say I get the number seven. So I write down the number seven, or I remember the number seven. And then when I go to class that night, I notice if there's seven or not seven. So again, this is sort of strengthening, and I would do that over and over again. And sometimes I would get seven, sometimes I wouldn't get seven. But again, it's not in always the answer of getting it right. It also could be just developing it and practicing it and getting it wrong. So these are the little things. You want to remind yourself that ask questions that are really simple. So things that are not going to have too much meaning as you start to develop this, things that are very, um, you know, simple, like what will, um, who will be my next caller or who would be the next person who texts me or I'm going to see my friend so-and-so tomorrow. I wonder what color she's going to wear and say you think it's red and then she wears red. So you, to have this validated. Another quick tip is that when you go for a drive, ask yourself, what's the best way to go? 
if you have a choice, do you want to do the country road scenic tour or the parkway? And notice one you get. And then notice the one you take. And then you can always validate it to see that it was an easy, comfortable journey. So I hope some of these really helped you guys. Believe it or not, I'm down to seven minutes, and there's been so much that I can talk about. I want to give you my new email. And if you're interested, I am in the fall going to be holding an online course um, through uh, teleconferencing to develop your intuition. And so you can email me personally, and that email is tinaconroy111 at gmail.com. And that will be formulated in the fall, probably October or early November. And it's going to be online or audio through teleconferencing, so you do not have to be present. And I'll give you all the information through your email. We will develop this further We'll have group sessions and talks, and it will be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. If you are in the New York area next Thursday night, August 21st, delving into aromatherapy and essential oils at Practice Body Mind Soul Company in Roslyn, and that's 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. So join me next Thursday night, August 21st. We're going to be sharing and discussing different essential oils and how to use them for our families, and for ourselves. And again, I thank you in gratitude. May you develop your intuition and enhance your life. Many blessings. They said you wouldn't make it so far. Ever since they said it, it's been hard But never mind the night you had to cry Cause you had never let it go 